coming at you from New Jersey, the capital of misery and the place where metal forgot to die. This is the Hero Lies Metal Podcast, the podcast that brings you the origins, history, and culture of everything metal. Once again, I am Maledictus, and I will be your overlord for today and all of eternity. Welcome. Now, since the last time I talked to you, we've been to many concerts. It's probably been about three weeks. So the number of concerts I want to talk about, some major, some minor, but nevertheless, we're going to share our concert experiences with you as we always do here on the Here Lies Metal podcast. Let's begin. Now, before we talk about the shows we did go to, let's talk about the shows we didn't go to. And as you know, on the 19th of May, the Misfits played at the Prudential Center in Newark. This is, of course, a a concert arena, not a VFW hall, as you older people might have remembered the Misfits in back in the early 80s. So it's really just surreal to see a band like the Misfits playing in such a, 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 a venue. Of course, it was completely sold out on the second-hand page. We're going for hundreds of dollars. So if you can really relate, I just... I just can't accept the Misfits in this form. I did not want to see them. I think I was the only person in New Jersey that did not go to this show. Everyone else I knew was pretty much at that show. But hey, I love the Misfits. I love their songs, but I just really can't get into the Misfits at this level. I really don't want to see them. Of course, you have someone like Doyle who will continue to play small clubs. I mean, you'll probably see him again at Dingbats in a few months, as he does, like, like the Misfits show never happened. So it's good for his career. And of course, Jerry Only, maybe he'll just go back to doing the Misfits cover band that he does. It's a good Misfits cover band. He's a, I think he's a good singer. And Danzig, of course, will be headlining Cycle Fest and continue being on tour. Which leads me to the next concert we did go to, which was Prong last week. It was Prong and Helmet. That's right, Helmet. They're still around. I had no idea they were still playing. However, uh, there's a very small club in Teaneck, New Jersey called the Debonair Musical, the Debonair, Debonair. and uh, it's a pretty good show. I mean, the, I think Shea Prong has a lot of energy, man. They really are in touch with the crowd. They don't think they're too cool to play such a small show. And of course, you had two members of the Danzig band there. You had Tommy Victor or Steve Zing, who was just there along with the band. And um, I have to give you, they are a very ambitious band i got to talk to tommy victor for a few minutes and he was telling me how they're they come out with an album they've come out with an album every year so far and this on top of his career with danzig so he's a very busy guy and he keeps himself busy very driven guy tommy victor say what you want about him you know you don't like prong but it's a very energetic band i've really got to give them credit so it was a very good show and of course helmet played and like i said i had no idea these guys were still around the only original member of course is Paige hamilton the singer and the rest of the members are a bunch of guys they got when they reformed in 2004. And they are very good musicians. I've got to say the level of, of sonic ability and uh, just a really heavy sound that Helmet has always had. I was thought of Helmet. I remember seeing them as a kid back in the 90s. And I was like, wow, this is a metal band, but they have short hair. What's with that? I never understood that. I specifically remember a quote from Beavis and Butthead of them watching the Unsung video and being like, uh, if you saw these guys in the street, you wouldn't know they're cool. Of course, they were referring to the way they looked at the time. Some call them alt-metal. What is alt-metal? We have to find out what alt-metal is. It's like a genre I never heard before, but it's really been brought to my attention when when Helmet comes up. Either way, it was a good show. Helmet was um, 
played some pretty good songs and their drummer that, that guy is good man both drummers we had a night of very good drummers the guy from prong i forget his name his name escapes me i think it was art cruz or something like that guy was good i mean where do you get drummers like this these guys are just really good you know i can't even find a drummer that you know that could play and that could i can't even find a drummer never mind a bad one you can't even find a bad drummer around here and these guys have some of the best drummers i've ever heard of and no one's ever heard of them these guys could probably outplay most mainstream people out there. So that was a good show. Um, in lesser concerts, we attended the Bulldozer Bash. This is a annual New Jersey tradition. This, of course, comes from the um, Old Bridge Metal Militia. Now, the, the old, if you don't know who they are, they are basically a bunch of guys, and they mean well. They've done this. Um, they've done this bash three years in a row as a benefit to some deceased members of their club which is always nice. However, this is an organization, basically they hung out with Metallica about 40 years ago and they are still celebrating that. It's like, remember that time in 82 when we hung out with Metallica? That was amazing. And they're still basically going off of that. And it's, it has formed this whole culture of old metalheads in, in Central Jersey. And it's really good. It's really a lot of fun. I mean, it's kind of a redneck event. A lot of bikers, a lot of, you know, a lot of guys that like ACDC. You know, of course, there was an ACDC cover band there. They are a very good band. Basically, mostly cover bands. There was a Van Halen cover band and a, a general metal cover band, and they all did really well. They're really good bands. I mean, but you know, it's for you know your mouth breathing, your mouth breathing types. I don't want to offend these guys, but you know, it's for the mouth breathers. But hey, I guess I'm a mouth breather too because I always enjoy the show. It's all you could drink beer, believe it or not, and you know, no one gets killed. All you can eat barbecue food. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, I don't think they give two fucks about vegetarians there. So if you are, you're probably not going to find what you need there. However, uh, it's a lot of fun, so you should check out the Bulldozer Bash. If you're, you know, looking for that kind of thing, if you're looking to get down some, uh, you know, white trash uh, Central Jersey entertainment, it's a lot of fun, really. And I don't mean that in an ironic way. I mean, I, I think it's a lot of fun. You know, I'm no better than any of those guys. So let's, uh, what else do we have here? Um, we saw, we saw the Melvins a couple of weeks ago. I didn't really get into that, but, you know, it's the Melvins. And a band called Old Souls opened for them, who were, you know, very, very different kind of band than the Melvins, very just general. I actually did a record review on them a few months ago. But the Melvins say, you know, pretty good. They have, of course, Jeff Pincus from the Butthole Surfers playing with them. So they have two bass players, which is very interesting. You know, Melvins sort of have this religious following. People follow them for, from all over the country. And, of course, it's sold out. It was at a place called Warsaw in Brooklyn. It's a club I'd never been to before. It's really good, really good place, I, I would say. You know, you know, just they only serve Ziewicz beer, which is Polish beer. It's a Polish place in Greenpoint. Very nice venue. I've never actually been there before, so I was very impressed with it. But, you know, Melvin's great show. What can I say about the Melvins? They're a, they're a genre all in their own, but always a fun show. I've, I've seen the Melvins a number of times. Of course, after the show, they come out and they hang out with people. Very cool guys, as usual. The Melvins, pioneers of all music today. Uh, what else do we say? I think that is about it for our concerts. So I think we should get into the news. And you know what happens when we do the news. So here we go. Before we begin the podcast, I've decided to do the news. These are a few stories that the metal media at large has been covering this week. So if you haven't heard any of this already, Get ready for the maledicted spin on these stories. Here we go. What do we got here? Uh-oh. A Life of Agony. Of course, as you know, Life of Agony um, features the former Keith Caputo. He is now Mina Caputo. He, of course, he has gone through full 
transgender surgery and he is it, it affects zero in the band it affects nothing in the fan base the fans still love this great band of life of agony and of course they are continuing to play however a show in las vegas they had to cancel due to a apparent death and suicide threat now of course this i want to specify this had nothing to do with keith caputo being transgender this was simply a fanatical fan sort of like the maybe sort of like the dime bag situation and the show basically was canceled by the band just in case even though this person was apprehended before the show went on it was just for full safety just you know cover all bases you never know cover your ass just in case you know some copycat or something it was the right thing to do i would say but you know it's kind of scary when people do that these days you know every time i go to a show and some guy jumps up on stage i think everyone just cringes you know, and, you know, everyone just thinks about what happened to Dimebag. So, you know, just to prevent any kind of worries at a show, and you know, with all the mass shootings today, I think it was the right thing to do for Life of Agony. So that's what it was about, basically. It had nothing to do with um, any kind of discrimination against him. It was just basically a psychotic fan. The basic story of this, someone by the name, a local teacher, a teacher of all people, by the name of Leslie McGordy, sent friends text messages that uh, alluded to her killing herself during her favorite song by the band and possibly to hurt other attendees of the concert. These, this, I don't know why people have such fanatical feelings for bands. I know some people who do still have fanatical feelings about Life of Agony. You know, it was like one of those 90s hardcore bands, but they're still going strong. People did not forget them. I was never really into them. One message from Leslie read... Imagine knowing exactly the moment you're going to die. That's kind of creepy. So, you know, she had a plan for this, you know, wonder what song. Probably that blood runs, that river runs red song. It's probably that song that makes kids kill themselves. That song. Very bad. This was reported to the local police. And, of course, she was apprehended before the show, which was supposed to happen on Saturday, May 19th, at a place called the Beauty Bar. Of course, there's a beauty bar in New York as well. Obviously, this is some venue in Las Vegas and Life of Acne basically announced that they were to cancel the show due to unforeseen circumstances. When someone attempts to kill themselves and kill you, you can consider that unforeseen circumstances. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition, as they say. Anyway, this, this crazy lady was arrested and she had been sending a text, but um, wasn't planning on hurting anyone, of course. So, you know, I don't know why they bothered arresting her. However, um, they canceled the show. So hopefully they'll make up the show and we wish the best to Life of Agony. They'll be playing at the same small club I saw Prong at. So that's probably going to sell out instantly. We'll see. Hopefully we get to check out that show. I don't really care much about them, but it'd be an awesome show to cover. So let's move on. KK Downing is selling his 136 songwriting credit for Judas Priest. Why? Uh, apparently, K.K. Downing, former guitarist of Judas Priest, he left in 2012. He had some recent controversy um, regarding the band, um, regarding, of course, uh, ill member Glenn Tipton. Of course, we talked about that before. However, K.K. Downing had invested in this sort of golf resort. I have no idea why any metal guy would try to make a golf resort. Sounds like an extraordinary bad idea. If I had a lot of money and I was retired from a very big band, I would, of course, start a demolition derby starring myself as the star demolition derby guy. Like, I would be in the cars, and I would just smash other cars, and I would be sort of like the hero. I would be sort of be like this evil Knievel kind of character in my own demolition derby circus. 
you know, it'd be a lot of fire and explosions and trucks with jet engines on them that go 300 miles an hour. Only cool stuff. That's what I would spend my money on. And that would, of course, not fail. Who would not want to see that every weekend? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's right. But this guy decided to make a boring golf resort for rich people, and somehow it failed. So as a result, he needed money. So there you go. He finds himself selling these value, these priceless songs. Um, some of the songs include very popular songs like Breaking the Law and Living After Midnight and If You Got Another Thing Coming and Painkiller. So, and they believe that these songs can generate up to $400,000 of royalties per year. So he's giving that up. I wonder how much he's selling them for. But I guess that's what happens to people. You know, I guess a lot of people have, in the past have done that. They've sold rights to their songs just to, you know, just so they can retire. It's unfortunate. However, so K.K. Downing, seller, seller-outer of, of metal, metal sellout. So he could, you know, probably eat, unfortunately, because he made a bad golf resort. It was called, by the way, the Astbury Hall Golf Course. That is not very metal, is it? And it was in Sharospire, England. It went into administration, as they call it. Administration, which is the same as chapter 11 here. Do I have to declare administration because I cannot pay my golf bills. I cannot pay my resort bills. And no rich people want to join a golf resort owned by K.K. Downing of Judas Priest. Anyway, we have somebody that died. Oh, we're going to get to this last this time. Do you remember the band Anal Cunt? Do you remember them? They were like a grindcore band in the 90s. We used to see them all the time. We were crazy about them as kids. We love them. We thought they were great. They used to just scream into a microphone and and just they just blast beaded drums and blasted chords. And Seth Putnam, of course, who passed away maybe about ten years ago, uh, was the singer and and frontman, visionary behind this project of Anal Cunt. Anyway, they had albums, eight songs that really some of them were only like two seconds long, and it just involved going ah. You know, so you should listen to it. Anyway, they eventually, I remember at one point they took on a guitarist and an extra guitarist besides Seth Putnam, and his name was Josh Martin. I remember seeing Josh Martin play at the Wetlands, and it was a very good show. He was wearing a Judas Priest shirt. I'll never forget that. And unfortunately, Josh Martin has passed away at the age of 45 after an escalator incident in Providence. Of course, uh, this band was from the Massachusetts area. Um... He was in the band from 1996 to 2001. I remember them and basically was in the band until Seth Putnam died in, in 2011. Uh, police say the 45-year-old fell off an escalator from the upper level onto the food court of, of some mall in Providence and suffered severe head trauma. Basically, he was jerking around. like I, I'm just picturing you know this just childish 45-year-old you know, headbanger guy in a Judas P-shirt going like, watch this, man. And he ends up falling off the escalator and he dies. He's like, hold my beer. You know, I could just picture this guy, just one of these man children. And it's hilarious. And it's unfortunate that he died. But, you know, he's living the way he wanted to live until he fell off the escalator and died. According to eyewitness reports, he was clowning around and riding the rail of the escalator um, at the at the upper level and he basically reached downward to grab the handrail and he fell backwards and hit a table in the food court below. So that's what happens when you jerk around on the escalator kids. So don't do it. This guy was a 45 year old child and it killed him, but he died with a big smile on his face. I imagine 
All hail the great Josh Martin. I remember you. You were a lot of fun. And may the memory, may the legacy of AC, anal cunt, live on. Let's hope. <laughs> I don't know. I can't, probably couldn't get into that music today, but back then my mind was a lot smaller. So it, it um, maybe my mind was bigger back then. Who knows? Maybe I was able to process what was going on. But either way, <clears throat> all hail Josh Martin. And um, that's about all the news we have. We're just going to do three stories today. And um, today we are going to do a podcast on, that's right, Scandinavian and German. We're going to basically stay in the area of Northern Europe, um, retro metal. Now, there's a reason why this retro metal. We're going to get into that in a minute. And it's, and it's coming from all over Europe and some parts of America, but mostly Europe and so a couple of English bands. But it's really going on in the mainland of Europe. And I picked Scandinavia and Germany because there is really a nexus. There is really a hot point of these types of bands coming out of that area for some reason. Of course, especially Sweden, which is known for just having bands with infectious sounds. And it's no different now. They really are taking their music and their scene very seriously um, in contrast to what's going on here in America with so many just awful metal bands we have today. So let us now begin this playlist podcast. Of course, this is our first arbitrary playlist. Usually our playlists are focused on a certain specific existing genre. However, these are genres that I simply just made up. I just put a compilation of bands with a certain relationship to each other. This playlist also will not have any chronological order, as most of these bands were formed within this century so this is basically a new phenomenon in music and rock and roll and metal. And it's really a good alternative to what's going on in the mainstream of metal. So anyway, let's go. Let's, let's begin this podcast. Here Lies Metal, episode 15, Bjorn Too Late, Scandinavian retro metal and rock and how it will save metal. Here we go. If you haven't noticed, there's something unique in metal throughout Europe and especially Scandinavia that's worth this episode being made. Many of the contemporary bands today have taken up the what seems to be futile task of aimlessly progressing the current metal sounds upon the foundations of what we remember as new metal and even whining emo bands of the past, both mainstream and otherwise. All of this under the looming shadow of a truth that all of the great bands that raised us from a young age are slowly beginning to die off. For example, Slayer is on their final tour this year, and other members of this great metal pantheon are aging rapidly and headed for the same demise, like it or not. The great voids these bands will leave in our hearts of metal can truly never be resolved. However, the current state of most contemporary bands formed within the past 10 years seems mostly hopeless. Specifically in the mainstream touring circuit and on what remains of the airwaves. As a music photographer and a music journalist who has his ears to the ground, as to what most bands are doing and when they're on tour, I find that most of the popular currently touring acts in America mostly in metal are completely inadequate to replace these legends 
that we will lose in the very near future. I'm going to give you a list of bands now, what I mean by these examples. When I hear bands like Trivium, Parkway Drive, Dillinger Escape Plan, Lamb of God, Soil Work, Butcher Babies, Baby Metal, In This Moment, Venn's Sevenfold, Kill Switch Engage, Five Finger Death Punch, Gojira, on and on. I I can't get... This is, if this is where metal is going, metal is truly hopeless. And this is why I'm doing this episode, because there is plenty of hope. There are plenty of great bands today. However, none of them are, as usual, in the mainstream. And that's just the way it's going to go back to that stage. Of course, all of the legendary bands, the mainstream bands, like Flair, Metallica, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, those bands will go away after a while. They, of course, are the most mainstream bands out there. But we're not going to have them too long, so will we have to replace them with the bands I just mentioned? Because they're all, all those bands are fairly popular these days, and I'm sorry, those bands are fucking awful. I mean, they're doing nothing for metal. There, there's no paying homage to the forefathers with these bands. I feel like many of them are really just progressing new metal for the most part, and that was a major fucking mistake in humanity. I've said it so many times before, but there's an entire scene of music found in the sub-basements of the scene, like I just mentioned, and they can be found all over the world, and there's some in America as well, though it seems evidently more dominant on the European continent for the most part. On today's podcast, we're going to focus on the very unique retro metal and hard rock sounds coming out of the Scandinavian countries, as well as Germany who pay much homage to the true forefathers of metal, such as bands like Deep Purple, UFO, and Thin Lizzy, and so on. Out of many Euro scenes of truly promising sounds, the one to the north has made it their very obsession and mission to faithfully recreate the sounds of their forefathers down to the very equipment and recording methods used. Combine that with a historically infectious sound of Scandinavian music, and you have a scene that, in my own ears, makes for a capable hand to carry on this inextinguishable torch of metal into the future and beyond. We're leaving it on these guys. I'm giving the hope to these guys, not bands like Gojira or uh, Trivium any of that garbage that we have today. These are the guys that are doing it. These are the real musicians in the world. This isn't just fluff. This is real music. And you might say, oh, well, why don't you like anything new? Why You only like new bands that sound... It's true, I do. I admit it. There really hasn't been any too many serious contributors to metal in a long time. So that is where it comes. That's really where it all comes from. It has to really come from that era. You know... I just read a bullshit article that said you stop discovering new bands after 30, and that's complete bullshit. I mean, with this this simply the state of music today where no one really wants to discover new bands. There are plenty of bands I discover, of course, like I said, they sound old, but I'm discovering new bands every day. I'm just ignoring the noise we have today, also known as the radio bands. Of course, the mainstream radio bands have gotten a lot edgier these days. That seems to be the selling point, like Lamb of God, for instance. But Lamb of God's an awful fucking band. They really are terrible. There's nothing in the music. It does nothing. It, it, it has no influence. It's from no influence. 
it is not original. It just it, is, it says nothing. It's it's very loud and it says nothing, which is really what the problem with most music around these days is. In this episode, we're going to take a mostly current and non-chronological journey through the sounds of Scandinavia and German retro rock and metal, as most of these bands I'm going to mention to you were formed in the last 10 years. Just like some so many awful bands, there are so many great bands formed in the past 10 years, and we're going to go over that in Scandinavian countries. There's something very special going on in Scandinavia and Northern Europe right now when it comes to rock and metal. Let's get on with this playlist. We're gonna have 25 songs in this playlist of various bands I found from that geographical region that really have some sort of future in music, I'd like to think. Of course, I don't think these bands will ever really be superstars, and that's not really what they're aiming to be. They live in the sub-basement, and there is an entire culture of people that are very passionate about music that appreciate what these bands are doing. So we've been talking so much that the playlist has started without us. The show wants to go on without me because I talk too much. This band is called Jess and the Ancient Ones. This song that's been going for about the last five minutes because this is a, one of those long songs. They are from Finland. And this song is called Sulfur Giants. I believe it's from their latest album. And uh, Sulfur Giants sounds like a giant fart or something. Sulfur Giants. But anyway. These guys, um, definitely a sub-basement band, not too much information about them. Uh, more of an Encyclopedia Metallium band than, an than a Wikipedia band. And these guys, I saw them once, actually. I saw them open for King Diamond a few years ago, probably when they first came out. They were pretty good. Um, very culty sounding. Very, this song, I give this the retro, uh, I give this song the retro identification because uh, it sort of sounds like one of those sort of epic 80s metal song to me, you know, with that sort of galloping guitar. And um, this band is, um, I think they've got a lot going for them. And um, I think we're going to hear a lot more from them. I think they've got something really good going. The band is comprised of um, Jess on vocals, obviously, and the Ancient Ones, you have Thomas Corpse on guitar and Fast Jake on bass. Uh, so. They're, uh, like I said, they're very vague as to who these people are. Apparently they were, some of the members were in a Finnish band called Death Chain, whoever that is, we've got to look them up. I'm just going on the information we have here, but definitely keep our ear on the ground for Jess and the Ancient Ones. Looking up more information on these guys live as I talk to you, since there's very little available, that's why this is so sketchy, this particular description of Jess and the Ancient Ones. Um, they are on a label called Schwart Records. That means black in Norwegian. Schwart. The Schwart Metal. And, um, yeah, we don't have much on these guys, but obvious opener for someone like King Diamond, but hey, you know, I think King Diamond is into things like this. He, he, he's a major Uriah Heap fan, actually, so stuff like this would probably work for him. But it was good to see them out of nowhere when they first came out, and I was really uh, into them very psychedelic sound. So these guys are upholding this current uh, tradition and this current, um, I'm not gonna call it a phase because I think it's here to stay, of retro Scandinavian metal. The song is very dynamic, has just many different parts. The song is what? It's like 12, 12 minutes long, I think, so. And these days, I'm not too crazy about long 12-minute songs. I mean, this is not prog rock. I have a special place in my heart for prog rock as a metal fan. 
but I get kind of annoyed when your songs are too long or when you take like five minutes to start the vocals. Very impatient when it comes to songs that should be simple. However, Jess and the Ancient Ones are not trying to be simple. They're trying to give us something epic and epically psychedelic. So they're teaching us about music that used to exist at one point. Anyway, I like what they're doing. So hopefully we hear more from Jess and the Ancient Ones from Finland. So once again, this is Sulfur Giants from Just the Ancient Ones. Let's continue. This next band is called Halas. Halas. And they are from Sweden. A place in Sweden called John Koping. John Koping. And they consider themselves, according to their Facebook page, Swedish adventure rock. But really, it's just prog rock. I mean, it's retro. If they're going for that retro prog rock sound, maybe something like Yes or Genesis or maybe even Focus. I don't know. Something of that nature. But um, I think they're swinging in Swedish here. A lot of these bands are going to be singing in Swedish. These are very sub-basement sort of bands. They are not, they're not going to be mainstream bands at all, so information on them is going to be very limited. Nevertheless, this is a perfect example of Swedish retro rock at the fullest. These guys are completely going for the sound. You would think they are a band from back then. When I first heard them, I thought they were a band from back in the day, but they were formed in 2010, like most of these bands. Sometimes you find these bands where they sound old, so you think they're new, and it turns out they really are old. That's always funny, but this is actually a new band. So, yes, Halas, and this song, of course, I forgot the name of the song. The song is called Repentance, and it's one of those really long prog rock songs, like it's supposed to be. But anyway, there's not a lot of information on these guys, so let's move on. This next band is called Sienna Root, and these guys are going for that psychedelic sound. Like I said, a lot of these bands are not going to only be metal bands. They're going to be psychedelic and prog rock bands and hard rock bands. And these guys are no different. They are from Stockholm. This is going to be one of the older bands on this list, actually. They were formed in the late 90s, actually. And as you hear, they're going for more of that sort of, almost like a James Gang kind of sound, or maybe like a Grand Funk Railroad thing. I mean, definitely going for a very 70s kind of sound. And these guys have a lot of albums out. Their first album was in 2004. Of course, this song is called Tales of Independence. It is off of their latest album called A Dream of Lasting Peace. It's a very Swedish ideals. These guys uh, don't have a mean bone in their body, none of them. We're going to find a lot of these bands just don't really have any violent tendencies. They're not very angry. They're very happy. Maybe that's why they're making good music. Who knows? But Now, like I said before, a lot of these bands are going for that authentic sound. So they went full on with the organ. The organ is very dominant in their sound that very almost 1960s sound with that organ, but very bluesy, very soulful. I'm not trying to be metal. That's one thing a lot about like, these bands. They're not trying to be metal. However, they are helping metal by doing what they're doing. Let's move on. This next band is called Horizont. And of course they are from Sweden. They are giving us that hard rock retro thing, going for that UFO, Thin Lizzy, uh, rainbow sound. They've got it all covered. I've, I saw these guys live. They played in a tiny little room underneath Webster Hall. It was great. Like I said, a lot of these bands are very sub-basement still. No one's really paying attention to them. All the good music no one's paying attention to. Anyway, I was looking up the Wikipedia on these, these guys and it was only in Italian. I had to translate it. So 
obviously only some Italian guys give a fuck about these guys. Anyway, this song is called Visa Wagen. It is off their first album in 2009. This is a fairly new band. The album is called Svasidor of Horizonten. Now, yeah, I'm, I am going to have a lot of trouble pronouncing a lot of these things because they're going to be in Swedish. This song is in Swedish. They did not even bother singing in English because they don't give a fuck about your shitty American metal. They are doing it their way, and they're doing it very well. This is one of my favorite bands on this playlist. I really like these guys. They just really go out with the sound. They're really capturing it well. Uh, put on a great show as well. So, once again, Horizont with... Visa Wagen. I'm probably not pronouncing that right, but Swedish hard rock at its best. This next band is called Witchcraft. Not to be confused with the Mexican drug, satanic drug gang themed band Burheria. That also means witchcraft. Not to be confused with them. These guys, of course, are from Sweden. And this song is called To Transcend Bitterness from their latest album, Nucleus. Now, these guys are a perfect example of modern-day doom rock. Not doom metal, but doom rock. This is a perfect example of that. These guys have been around since probably the early 2000s. Definitely one of the older bands on this list. And they originally formed to record a tribute to Pentagram's Bobby Liebling and Rocky Erickson at the same time. So, that's, that's interesting. They wanted to do some singles off of that but uh they ended up being signed to lee dorian's rise above records at the time and then they formed the band witchcraft which we have here today still making albums these guys are probably one of the more popular bands on this list a little above the sub basement maybe just in the regular basement i might say they have um quite a few albums out maybe like um five albums out they've had since the early 2000s definitely one of the more popular bands in the doom genre today witchcraft with the Transcend Bitterness. This next band is called Greenleaf. They are obviously from Sweden, and they might be considered a stoner band. Of course, we're gonna have doom bands on here, we're gonna have stoner bands, we're gonna have just bands without any specific genre. And this song is called A Million Fireflies from their Rise Above the Meadow album. This is pretty much pure Swedish stoner rock with a retro revisionist sound. The band is essentially a side project of other Swedish stoner bands, um, Dozer and Demon Cleaner, who I'm not really familiar with. They're definitely sub-basement bands. It's also a member of um, Truck Fires in one of their albums. So basically, uh, sort of a pretty ancestral sort of a Swedish stoner scene. But nevertheless, these guys qualify under this arbitrary genre of retro Swedish rock and metal. This band was also formed in 1999, so they're definitely one of probably the oldest bands on this playlist. You'll find that most of these bands are all new century bands. That's what's great about them. That's what's so special about them. They are new bands and they're making great music unlike what's going on in the rest of rock and metal. Once again, this is Greenleaf with a million fireflies. This next band I really like. They are called The Devil and the Almighty Blues and they are also from Oslo, 
Oslo, Norway, not from Sweden. The Norwegians are tougher. They're like the real Vikings, I guess. But this song is called Neptune Brothers. This is a good example of sort of retro dark blues. It's almost a little bit doomy, a little bit stony at the same time, but it's mostly blues. But a very aggressive form. I really like this. I really like what these guys are doing. It's a very dirty sound. They, there is no information on these guys at all. There is no Wikipedia. There is no Encyclopedia Metallium. These guys are in the sub-basement. They consider themselves blues, rock, and mud, and maple syrup. That's what they go under. And um, they're all about the blues. I believe this is made up of members of the Samsara Blues Experiment as well. Another Norwegian act. Um, but there's really... It, it's really hard to find information on these guys, which is great because this is where the real music is. And yeah, they are, of course, experimenting with a very used form of music, but I think they're taking it in new directions. I'm telling you, I'd rather listen to this stuff than the metal that's going on right now in America. And these guys are, of course, they're not metal. You can consider them, well, they're blues, but it's very heavy, dirty blues. So, great band from Norway, once again, the Devil and the Almighty Blues with Neptune Brothers. This next band is called Honeymoon Disease, and they are from Gothenburg, Sweden. There's a lot of bands from Gothenburg. We'll find. And this song is called Rock and Roll Shack. And this is a great example of retro Swedish rock. It's not trying to really follow any genre. It's pretty much straightforward rock and roll and we're gonna of course we're gonna cover hard rock bands on the here lives metal podcast it's not gonna be about metal we guys we run out of stuff so these guys have a pretty catchy sound i might say like i said before there is no info on this band and we're gonna find that for most of these bands it really is a whole sub-basement scene going on in Scandinavia. And we have to bring this. We have to bring this to the attention of all the lousy music here. I mean, you know, what do we... We have Trivium, okay? So, it's it's my uh, it's my obligation to show you, the music fan, great music from other scenes in the world, people that are getting it right. And no, it's not necessarily metal. It doesn't have to be metal all the time. They're not trying to be metal. They're trying to do what they want and have a great time. That's what makes some of this music so great, I might say. And we're I'm learning about these bands just as much as you. I'm finding information on them, which is very sketchy. But once again, Honeymoon Disease with Rock and Roll. This next band is called Dead Man. Now, not to be confused with the many other bands called Dead Man from around the world. I think there's one from America. There is also one from Japan. They're all over the place. But they are from Sweden. And they are doing the psychedelic rock thing like many of these bands are doing. I'd say most of the Swedish bands are bringing it back. They're taking stoner music and they're bringing it back so far. They're going so retro with it. They're ending up in stoner territory. They're, I'm sorry, they're ending up in psychedelic territory. The roots of stoner rock. So they just have an affinity to to pay tribute to the music that gave us what we have in metal today and you know call them regressionists but they're doing stuff that sounds great i guess it's for the all the old man but of course people making this music are all young people they're not old people at all most of them most of these bands like i said are new this band in particular was formed in the early 2000s so these guys are probably younger than you and me um nevertheless this song is called highway 
and it is from their debut album, Dead Man. And it's not instrumental. I know it's taking forever for these guys to get singing, but they've got the whole long intro thing. That's very retro to do a very long intro. But these guys, of course, um, have four albums out. Uh, they haven't released anything in a while. But anyway, there's something about these vocals. I think all the Swedish guys are trying to sound this way. Kind of like in the same way how all the grunge guys in the 90s were sounding like this. Well, they're all, they're all kind of sounding like this guy that, with that scratchy sound. Anyway, this is Dead Man with Highway. Should we let the crowds into this uh, Swedish, uh, this Scandinavian rock party? Yeah, let the crowds in. Who let, who let the crowds in? I did. This is once again Cadaver. We had them on last week. They're such a good band. They might be the most popular band on this playlist. Well, actually, that's not true, but maybe the second most popular band on this playlist. They are from Berlin, Germany, and they were a very new band formed in 2010. Uh, we discussed their retro sound before and how they made it with their crazy recording techniques. This, is, of course, is a very retro stoner band uh, capturing that 1970s sound authentically as possible uh, with a very heavy sound. I mean, this is, of course, a power trio. These guys are doing an amazing amount of sonic crushing with three guys. Three guys with very long beards, I might say. Now, this song, of course, is called Black Sun. It's from their first album, their self-titled first album, 2012, Cadaver. Last week, we played you some of their later stuff from the Berlin album, but this is older stuff. And they've been changing your sound drastically in the over as their albums have come out. Their new album is actually a lot heavier. It's much more doomy than this more retro rock sound, but very unique sound, these guys. Um, despite doing retro music, they're, they've found a real original uh, outlet in making this kind of music. So really give these guys a gold medal, Cadaver. Definitely standing out in most of these bands. And I think these guys will really end up going somewhere. Cadaver, once again, with Black Sun. This next band is called Dead Lord, and this song is called Hammer to the Heart. These guys have a very specific sound they're going for, and it's almost identical to Thin Lizzy. It's really good. There is no info on this band. They are a sub-basement to the most. Um, we know they're from Sweden. We've got that much. They've got a couple of albums out. Uh, they're really good, and a uh, very accessible band, and they're really reinventing that Thin Lizzy sound. I mean, I know, yeah, I know. You're saying, hey, be original. Why are you doing that sound? Because that sound works, man. That sound just sounds great. And they're building off of it. They're not just directly copying it. I'll take this retro sound over Trivium anytime or five-fingered death punch. This is what's wrong with music today. This is why this music exists, because the music that's coming out, the music, the touring bands in America today, or, you know, there's many from Europe as well, I'm not going to explain America, are just total garbage. So we have bands like Dead Lord, and maybe that's a play off the Ben Lizzy song, Dear Lord, I don't know, I wonder, but great. Or maybe they're referring to Phil Linen as the Dead Lord, I don't know, but these guys really rock it, and I'd love to see these guys. Dead Lord with Hammer to the Heart. This next band is from Sweden. Most of these bands are from Sweden, because that's where the sound's coming from. They are called Asteroid, and they have three albums. They name their albums Asteroid, Asteroid 2, and Asteroid 3. This is from the three album, um, released in 2016. 
and this song is titled Them Calling. These guys are pretty heavy for it. They have a pretty heavy, very fuzzy retro sound. They've got that really, that fuzz frequency that's just getting into my brain. I don't know how they do I gotta find out what pedal that is. Uh, it, it's, it's got a really unique sound to it. But these guys would fall under stoner. Just, of course, retro stoner. They're doing it the old way and they're doing it well. Now, strangely enough, this band actually went into a hiatus for a couple years. They were formed in the early 2000s, so this is, of course, one of the older bands on this playlist. They broke up in 2013, but reformed again in 2015 and are going strong today. So definitely we're glad to have a band like Asteroid back with a sound like this. Very unique and interesting sound. Typical of what's going on in Scandinavia these days. So let's keep supporting this sub-basement music because um, I'm having problems finding information on these guys just as much as you are. Asteroid. Oh no, the crowds are back. Here they are again. This is Lucifer. Very cool band. Um, they got a great sound. They are from Germany. Um, this song is called Anubis. It was a single. They have mostly singles out. They have two actually full-length albums, but a lot of singles really put these guys on the radar. Now, Lucifer has got a very doomy sound, very doom rock sound, very occulty, very magical. So they could fall under that. And of course, we haven't really, there's not a lot of doom bands in this retro. There's a lot of doom bands from Sweden, but not really too many of them are going for the full retro sound. These guys, Lucifer, are doing that very well. They really capture that old sort of Sabbath and pentagram sound very well. Now, I'm finding information on Lucifer from the great Encyclopedia Metallium, which has a lot more useful information than Wikipedia most of the time. And interesting enough, the singer of this band, Joanna Sadonis, is um, really a, a pretty big name in Germany. She actually runs some retro metal clubs, so she's into this whole thing. She's uh, been around for quite a while, so she's not some youngster doing this. She's the real thing. Great voice on Joanna. So, but once again, this is Nubis from Lucifer. Achtung. The Germans are here again. They won't leave. This is Mountain Witch. Not to be confused with Witch Mountain. There's some hipsters from Portland, Oregon. This is Mountain Witch from Germany, from Hamburg. And they've got a really kind of doom rock sound going on. Very dark, very retro. They're following that whole scene that's going on up there. However, they are from, not from Sweden. They are from Germany. And this song, of course, this, this album has really cool album artwork, by the way. I really like that. It's like a, sort of a skull with a village on top. And like myself, when I record this podcast, this song is called The Dead Won't Sleep. And that's always a problem when the dead won't sleep. It's from the Burning Vitalage album with that skull on the cover, like I said. That's one fact about a lot of the bands on this list. They're all really into their album artwork, which is pretty typical for the whole genre in general. Let's see. Let's check the Encyclopedia Metallium on Mountain Witch. Of course, there's no information on these guys. Hardly. Uh, they don't really seem to have any um, band. This is a really good thing because it tells you the whole band here, see what bands they've been in. That's why this thing is a lot more useful than Wikipedia. It doesn't have just some bullshit somebody wrote. There's actually some real facts on here. And um, 
Very similar to Witchcraft, I might say, in their sound. Obviously deep in the sub-basement. We know shit about these guys. Either way, great band. This, once again, is Mountain Witch with the Dead Will Not Sleep. Great band. This next band is called Svartanat. I know Svart means black in Norwegian, maybe Swedish as well, I don't know. I don't know what that means, but it's a very obscure band, however. Really, hardly any information. They don't even have an Encyclopedia Metallium, nevertheless, not, ne not to mention a Wikipedia page. Anyway, this is from the Starry Eagle Eye album. It's their latest album. This is from 2018. Sounds like it's from 1965. And this song is called The Wrong Side of Town. Kind of like a, a little bit of a tough guy, Thin Lizzy theme there. Thin Lizzy, tough rock and roll sound. Nevertheless, these guys are keeping the old sound alive in a climate of really bad metal. I don't blame them. They're bringing back old man music to young people. These guys are probably younger than all of us. But they're doing it right. They're doing it well. They're doing it accurately. we got to give these guys credit. Spark not. Now, what do we have on this? There's no information on this guy. I've got a Facebook page here. They are considered rock. That's it. Nothing funny here. Um, they have an organ. Look at that. They're, uh, they got full-on... They got the whole full-on setup to sound retro. They're not kidding. But not very descriptive on their Facebook here. Anyway, Spartanot with the wrong side of town. This is yet another band from Sweden. From Ornbro. A lot of bands from Ornbro. And they are called Trouble the Horse. Very western, deserty, surfy sound with these guys. I like that. I'm really into that sound. No, it's not metal, but it's interesting. That's why we're doing this show. See, even if, if it's from Sweden or Scandinavia and it's not metal, it's still metal, okay? Because that is the place where metal was, we're not sure when it was born, nevertheless forgets to die. Anyway, this song is titled Don't Lie from their 2012 release, Step Inside. And these guys are actually on Rise Above Records, which is obviously a very metal label. It's a lot of doom bands on there. So these guys, I can see how they fit into that. I mean, they're not playing heavy music, but they mean well. Despite their music not being heavily distorted and tuned down to God knows what, I think these guys have that darkness in their sound. Anytime I hear twangy guitars like that, there's always something... There's always... Uh, something rotten going on. You know what I mean? It's the desert. It's the murder desert of music. And I really like it. I like these guys. This sounds really good. Anything with surfy twang and Fender guitars, I'll, I'll replace for metal anytime. Anyway, Trouble Horse with Don't Lie. Aha. This is like the best song on this playlist. And my girlfriend, my lovely girlfriend, discovered these guys, showed these guys to me. They are called In Solitude. Very retro Swedish actual metal. Really cool band. And they broke up. It's like that meme you see with that from the guy from South Park and he's like, and it's gone. Well, yeah. And they broke up in 2015. Of course. This is a great band. They have only a couple albums out. Really good. They actually, if you hear that guitar, sounds familiar. Sounds like almost the guy from Ghost. Probably because it is. Um... Some members of this band worked with Tobias Forge in his many projects. According to Encyclopedia Metallium here, we have a guitarist that was in um, Repugnant, which is Tobias Forge's really lousy death metal band. 
Also, we have a ghost credit here. So, you could tell. These guys were definitely close to that whole scene. These guys are kind of like ghosts, but way better. I've, I've got to take it. I've got to hand it to you. Um, this album's more metal, but their last album, their final album, Sister, it, it almost has like a very gothy, almost, um, Echo and the Bunny Man's eyes. It's really different, but... Uh, it's still metal, but has a very gothy vocal thing to it. Anyway, this song, I should get to what this song is. It's titled To Her Darkness, and it's from their album The World, The Flesh, The Devil. That's perfect, really. Kind of has a little bit of King Diamond sound in his voice, but more um, not obviously without the falsetto. Really great band. I wish they were still around in solitude. This next band is called Spiders. And they are naturally from Gulkenberg, Sweden. This song is called Mad Dog. And it's from the Shake Electric album. These guys are a fairly newer band uh, for in the scene. First album released in 2012. And like a lot of the bands on this playlist, they're going for that classic helicopter sound. And that a band like the Helicopters might be the granddaddy of possibly all these bands. I mean, you know, spiritually and directly as opposed to where they're all coming from which is the older rock sound but anyway they're giving it the straight on rock a lot of these bands aren't trying to be heavy that's the thing they're just doing what they like and it works and i'll take it over what we're getting in the mainstream metal world anytime i think the swedish scene is very open-minded there no one is really singled out for not playing metal they all sort of play in the same venues and really um hang in the same scene. A non-judgmental scene. That's why it's working so well. You really have to give them credit. So once again, this is Spiders with Mad Dog. And now for a very different kind of retro rock. This is retro metal. This is Enforcer from Sweden with Walk With Me. And these guys are going for the older early 80s speed metal kind of like Agent Steel and Exciter and Anvil. They're, they're bringing that back, the new wave of British heavy metal, but more of the hairy side of that, the more glammy side of the new wave British heavy metal. Now this song is interesting because I think it's about Twin Peaks, which is kind of cool. Walk with me, fire walk with me. But as you can hear by his voice, definitely going for that very old forgotten style that most people don't really have the balls to do anymore. But in Sweden, they are living in the past in a good way, so that works pretty well. Now, if you first heard these guys, you might think they were from the early 80s from the new wave of British heavy metal, era of metal. However, this band was formed in early 2000s, uh, say 2005 maybe. Anyway, I think it takes a lot of discipline to play this music and keep a straight face as you do it. It's really impressive. So a lot of the Swedish bands are doing it though. Uh, some call these guys the new wave of traditional heavy metal um, as opposed to the new wave of British heavy metal, which it's really a better word for it because not all heavy metal, British heavy metal, early heavy metal comes from England. Makes sense. There are quite a few bands from all over the world that are really pushing this sound right now. And these guys are a great example. And naturally you'd find that going on in Sweden. These guys aren't going the uh, psychedelic bluesy route. They're going for the straight on metal route. We need more bands doing this. Enforcer with Walk With Me. Hey, this next band is called Void, and that's V-O-J-D. I think that spells void. I don't know, but they're from Stockholm, of course. 
and they are definitely going for that Thin Lizzy sound, as you can hear. They're, I think that's just a big thing in Sweden right now, to sound like Thin Lizzy or UFO or Deep Purple, but that's okay, because uh, those were perhaps some of the greatest pioneers of the metal we have today, so why not? Maybe there's a little too many of them, I don't know. There's a lot of people doing this, but there's a lot of really bad bands in America doing the same thing, so I'd rather have this, I guess. Anyway, this song is called Breakout, and it is from their only album, The Outer Ocean. This is probably the newest band we have here on this playlist. And um, looking at their members here, uh, they're mostly coming from pretty much unknown bands. However, we do have one that was an enforcer here, the last band we played. So otherwise, I guess the scene is probably rather incestual. And they're all sort of sharing these members, these enthusiasts of retro rock. But I really like what these guys are doing. So Voyaged with Breakout from their one and only album, The Outer Ocean. Let's hope we hear a lot more from these guys as one of the newest additions to this scene. All hail Void. Keep on rocking. Next, we have, if you could pronounce this name, you win. Krullertak. Krullertak with 1985. Reminds me of Flash Gordon. What, how more how more retro can that be? This sounds a bit like Queen, I guess. But these guys have sort of a heavier sound, and it's like a rock band with, I might say, black metal vocals, should I dare say. And Gvrlertak is from Stavager in Norway. We're going to have a lot of words like that in this podcast. And um, the, the name Gvrlertak means stranglehold in Norwegian or chokehold you know like the like the Ted Nugent song I suppose but these guys are definitely going for that retro sound a little more metal a little more more of like a fun metal this sounds songs song sounds very fun you know it's got that queen kind of guitar that Brian May kind of um, jolt there but these guys have a couple of albums out however they're a very they're a fairly newer band this is from the Mattersfred album I guess that's their latest album. I guess they're still going strong. I think they recently toured with Metallica in Europe last year, which is a pretty um, major accomplishment for a newer band to be able to do that. However, they have a catchy sound, so these guys are definitely hot on the market right now, without a doubt. Once again, this is Trailer Talk with 1985. This next band is called Vidunder, and they are from Sweden. Most of these bands are from Sweden. We're going to find a couple from Norway, a couple from Germany, a couple from Finland. But the nexus of all this music is taking place in Sweden. And this song is called The Owl from their latest album, Oracles and Prophets on Crusher Records. I think Crusher is really um, handling a lot of the scene in Sweden for a lot of these types of retro bands, it seems. That's what I'm finding as I do my research here in real time. Now, Bidunder is a fairly newer band, like most of them. This is a fairly new phenomenon. Uh, they've only got about, say, about three albums out. And um, this album was, of course, released in 2016. And 
This kind of has a doomy sound in it, like a doomy rock sound. It almost reminds me a bit of like Blackheart Procession in a way. Um, not a very doomy band, but it has this kind of sound with the organ and the sort of very drawn out minor chords like that. Very atmospheric, but very dark sound for dark retro sound. Very heavy fuzz. I like the way these guys sound. And they are a four piece from Sweet Bidunder. Now time for the Germans again. The Germans keep striking back. And this band is called Electric Moon. And they are a mostly instrumental band from Germany, a three piece with pretty much no words, but they've got the psych thing down pretty well. The retro psych sound going really well. And that bass sound really catches me. I wonder how he got that. So that is a very unique bass sound. Yeah, I have to look into how I want my bass to sound like that. That's pretty damn cool. It just cuts through like that. I like that. Anyway, Electric Moon is from Germany and this song is called Brain Eaters. You have to watch out for the brain eaters, of course. Unless you're in Five Finger Death Punch, then you don't have to worry about that. Anyway, from their album, from their 2014 album, Lunatics and Lunatics Revenge. The bass player's name is Comet Lulu. And she is listed here as playing the, fud the fuzz bass effects, vocals, and artwork. It's always great when some member makes the artwork as well. That's a lot of tasks to take for your band. So very cool. These guys have a very small operation here. Obviously a very sub-basement band like most of the bands on this list. This has been a very difficult episode because most of these bands are pretty much non-existent in, in the world of the internet. So it's really slim pickings. But nevertheless, Electric Moon with Brain Eaters. Uh, we know these guys. This is by far the most popular band on here. Yes, this is Ghost. Now... Everyone's asking, why the fuck would you put Ghost on here? Well, they're Swedish and they are going, well, they were going for a retro sound. I'm not sure what they're really doing right now, but they are, they, they are borrowing a lot from Blue Oyster Code. And here I think they're kind of borrowing from Merciful Fate. This is from their first album, Epis Eponymous with Ritual. And Ghost has to be the most di divisive band in metal right now because we have to admit they are not a metal band. Once you could except that Ghost is not a metal band and they're pretty much a catchy, metal-esque, uh, tongue-in-cheek, satanic, sort of a parody band with a pop sound, then you'll be okay. I mean, I think Tobias Forge is a musical genius and he writes very catchy pop songs. Um, he has a long history in doing this. So he's very important in the scene. But if you want to, you know, if you're, if they get you angry, stop thinking they're metal and you'll feel fine. Ghost with Ritual. This next band is probably the most important band on this playlist. This is the legendary Helicopters. They might be the grandfather of and the inspiration, the direct inspiration, the last generational inspiration for most of the bands on this playlist. They are the oldest band. They were formed in 1994. They broke up in 2008 and, of course, reformed recently and will be playing at PsychoFest, amazingly. These, this might be the most respected band in that genre. This is The Helicopters from Stockholm, Sweden. The song is called Hurting Time from their Turn of the Century album, High Visibility. 
they take their inspiration more from the simpler punk bands, maybe like the Stooges, maybe like the Ramones. They're keeping they're from a very simple background, I might say. There's little doubt that this is the band that really inspired the entire Sweden retro scene. These guys were doing it back in 1994, of course. So we pay much deserved tribute to the helicopters with their song, Hurtin' Time. And finally takes us to the last song on this playlist with probably the face of this scene, I would say the most popular band in this scene, the Doom Rock Band, Graveyard from Gultenberg. We played these guys on the Doom episode. They were, you know, Doom Rock, of course. They fit under that pretty well. But anyway, this song is called An Industry of Murder. And it's from one of their earlier albums. I mean, Graveyard is a band that keeps coming out with albums, of course. Industry of Murder is off of their 2012 release, Lights Out. Now, Graveyard is one of the only bands I find on this playlist that actually has a real significant Wikipedia page. And um, they have really... That's why I think they're the, probably the most popular band on here, besides Ghost, of course. But they have a very unique sound. Very retro sound. Like, like I said, these guys are kind of the poster boys of this scene. I mean, they are really on the forefront of the scene. They're really leading it, you might say. And they're going for a darker doom sound, I would say. As opposed to a lot of these bands going for more of the psych thing, these guys are keeping it dark. Graveyard was even featured in Rolling Stones for, for bands to listen to if you're a hipster and you want to go around saying, you never heard of these guys. I think Rolling Stones has lists like that for people like that. Anyway, once again, this is Graveyard with an industry of murder. Let's end this goddamn podcast now. Anyway, let me know if you liked what you heard today. I gave you a playlist of 26 songs, all from Scandinavian bands, exhibiting a retro kind of sound, bringing it back to the old days, bringing it back to the roots where metal came from, really. The UFOs, the Deep Purples, the Thin Lizzies, all of that. The stuff that gave us what we have today. And it's a breath of fresh air and an alternative to a lot of the music on the radio today on the satellite radio, playing in the arenas and those big shows. Like, if you look at that Slayer show, that Slayer farewell tour, I mean, who's on there? I mean, it's a couple of good bands, a couple of classic bands, but, you know, they're, they've got to include some of these younger metal bands, and I just really can't get into them. I think metal's in trouble, but metal's also in good hands, too. You just have to know where to look. There's always good music. Like I said, I just read an article saying that when you're over 30, you don't listen to new music, you don't find new music. That's complete bullshit. It's difficult to find new music because so much of it sucks. And of course, there's, there'll always be noise. The music that sucks will always be blocking you from seeing the music that doesn't suck. And this podcast today was all the music in metal and rock that doesn't suck. And one place it's coming from is Scandinavia. Because they're just doing something right there. They have some sort of creative energy that we're missing for the most part in the scenes in the mainstream metal scenes in America. But as your scribe of metal, Maledictus, it is my duty to bring you music that perhaps has been invisible to you. I will find it and I will bring it to you and I will introduce it to you and I hope you listen to it. I hope you support these bands. Like I said, they're all living in the sub-basement. They're all very small bands. Like I said, most of them don't even have Wikipedia pages. Anyway, this has been Bjorn Too Late.
the Scandinavian retro rock and metal scene that is saving metal as we know it. And once again, thank you for listening to the Here Lies Metal podcast with your scribe to all things metal, Maledictus. He's still here. He still lives. Be sure to follow us on social media, including Twitter at Here Lies Metal, Facebook at Here Lies Metal, Instagram at Metal Lies Here, and Gmail, Here Lies Metal at gmail.com. Contact me. Tell us. Give me some hate mail. Tell us what you think. Tell us if you learned anything from this show. Tell me if you could just tell all your friends what cool bands Maledictus showed you, and you could be like, you never heard of them. Like, what are you listening to? Uh, I'm listening to In Solitude. And you could be like, you never heard of them. And you could totally do that. And you could thank Maledictus. Maybe you can even, instead of thanking him, you could go on his Patreon and give him 10 cents. Give him your 10 cents. And um, make sure to rate us. Even if you hate us. Be sure to subscribe to the Here Last Metal podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And this podcast sucks. Only you have the power to destroy it. So give it a rating. Give it no rating. Give it a lack of a rating. Give it a low rating. Do something. My passion are once again to bring you, the listener, these tales of metal. However, if you'd like to support the show, thank me by giving us donations on Patreon. Hey, you can use a little money. I have a job, which I have to admit is not as miserable as my last one. So that's why this podcast is suffering. I feel like this particular, the Here Lies Metal podcast, is not, there is not as much passion in these episodes, and they're coming out kind of sparsely now, maybe once a month, twice a month, because I am not angry anymore, people. So I have to find a different sort of energy to power these podcasts. When I gave you my first few episodes, they were very frequent. They were very powerful because I was very miserable at my job. So you want to have some sort of outlet. You you want some, you have some creative energy. You get more creative energy when you're angry. That's why a lot of your bands out there on their first album, when they're hungry and poor, They make some really good music, and when they start finding success, their music starts suffering in many cases. Not all cases. Some people could find creative energy out of different things in their life. They find it, you know. It's like the Sith way versus the Jedi way. If you're a Sith, you probably want negative energy to power power your passion, power your strength, your victory, your freedom. Whereas if you're a Jedi, you're able to do this with everyday things, perhaps. I'm more of a Sith, I think. I've got to learn to be a Jedi, perhaps. I've always been a Sith, really, you know. Talking of Star Wars, that new Han Solo movie. Wasn't that good? I don't know. It wasn't it Wasn't awesome. It was just okay. But anyway, this is, this is the Hero Lies Metal Podcast, not the Hero Lies Star Wars Podcast. So fuck you nerds out there. Now, once again, anyway, thank you for listening to the Hero Lies Metal Podcast. And we will keep making episodes. I will find it some way because it's going to be difficult for me to be angry for a while. It's going to take a few years for that at my current job, at least. So thank you for listening to the Here Lies Metal podcast. Once again, I am your scribe to all things metal, Maledictus. Listen to us again. Have a good week. And tell all your friends about these cool bands I showed you today. And there'll be more cool bands I will show you. I will do more arbitrary playlists for you, and I will do factual playlists, and I will do more metal biographies and stories of metal history, because that's what we do here at the Here Lies Metal Podcast. Goodbye.